This week's episode is brought to you by The Church of Hypothesism, America's trusted source in existential guidance and crisis management. So we were talking about religion and I brought up the fact that it seems as if every religion or spiritual belief structure has a, a sort of promise of a utopia or some kind of ultimate and infinite peace or uh, like euphoria involved in its like it, that's kind of the end game almost for everything. It's either that or like some kind of eternal torture. Or it just ends. Yeah. And so um, I'm just questioning that because it's so unnatural as a human because our euphoria versus torture like wave, I guess you will, if you will, um, it's kind of always up and down. You have your crests where you're feeling great and happy and at peace, but it always ultimately crashes down and uh, you, you know, you feel down every once in a while at the rock bottom sometimes everybody goes through this it's but it's never just a flat line of of the top or the bottom or anything we're always somewhere in between and you cannot manipulate it i've tried no there's no I way to learn um, that so like no matter how happy you uh, you get in a moment like you're at your crest right even if it's for three days at a time it's pretty rare i would say it's always going to inevitably come back down and katie was saying how she she more than like anything wants to just lay in bed and read books and watch TV. Why don't you explain real quick what your little uh, idea of, a, of a, at least a temporary utopia is? Well, for me, the, the idea of it is I'm always seeking peace. And my idea of peace is to have a little quiet nook of learning. Like I just, my, my goal in life is to, I try to get through all of the events I need to get through every day so that I can be in this fleecy jammies with a good book, maybe some YouTube or just, you know, where I can just absorb things in a serene moment. Okay. And it's that I was talking to you about the crests and waves, the surfboard, you know, how you negotiate this constant, which because change is the only constant that we have. Yes. And I kind of resent that a lot because as a human, I think, well, I should be able to be in this state where I feel good all the time. And you can't. No. The, the only state you can achieve is how you cope with the change that's happening. Exactly. And I think that religion evolved out of that. I also think that there's a lot of elements of control in religion, all of them really I, well, let's say all Western religions seem to be like, I have lived this way. These are the tenets yeah. that I've created for you to, you know, reach a certain state of being or a certain state in the afterlife. And if you don't follow them, you're bad. Yeah. It's most of the time, too, is, is, is some kind of an afterlife promise. And that's okay. Yeah. I would love to believe in an afterlife. I'm a skeptic on pretty much everything, though. But I would love to believe there's an afterlife. I don't have proof that there's not. So I'm more agnostic than anything especially about an afterlife but i would love there to be an afterlife but it seems like all of these spiritual structures and religions want to say there definitely is an afterlife it's going to be with god of some whatever god you believe in there's going to be like an afterlife involved with at least being in the general vicinity of a god and it's supposed to be this heavenly and, and euphoric and happy and it, it would be like a flat line of that and i don't even believe i think that even in heaven you'd probably still get depressed every once in a while but that's just because my human brain is that's what it's used to. It's all it's capable of but, thinking about. Exactly. So basically what I was saying though, because with Katie explaining her idea of like a peaceful, euphoric way to live, at least here on earth for a temporary period of time, you you could achieve that state for, you know, let's say even a day or two at a time. Mm -hmm. 
That would be awesome. That's actually, you know, pretty unheard of for the most part. Yes. Normally your happiness wave at the very top of the wave, it doesn't last very long. You know, maybe a few hours and then something else, some kind of input from the world around you will change that one way or the other. Stolen moments. But basically, yeah, you'd, you'd get bored <clears throat> or tired or hungry. Something will disrupt that that top of the wave. And I think the ultimate point that I was trying to make here is because, okay, last week we talked a little bit about quantum mechanics, so I'm going to go into that again a little bit. Ooh, I like this. Because in quantum mechanics, one of the bigger theories is like everything is a wave of potentiality. And kind of what that means is just like all the particles in existence are kind of in this wave of where does it go? It's in a wave form mm-hmm. where it, that it can land on... Any node or anti-node at any given time, depending on... I don't even know what. It can only become fixed when it's observed. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, it can only be fixed when it's observed. And that it still doesn't explain, like, why it takes the exact, you know, form of, uh, I guess, solidarity when it does at that moment in time. Or why we... I guess it's maybe just when and where the observer is pinpointing it. But anyway, I, I don't know that much about quantum mechanics because it's extremely complicated. And it would take years and years for me to like research all that. But I understand enough to say, at least generally, if everything is a wave of potential, meaning hasn't really achieved anything yet but can go anywhere, mm-hmm. it's it's got to be the same thing with almost any state of being. And, and so that's my kind of a, my thoughts on that. So in Where a different like, dimension, there'd be a Katie that's unhappy yeah. while there's one that's happy. Exactly. But it's just like anything. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like the, the, the entire existence of the universe is in a constant state of flux, always changing mm-hmm. no matter what. It's always up or down. It's a, everything's kind of a waveform just broken down into its simplest form is a waveform before it reaches its quote unquote potential. Well, so this, yeah. that goes for literally everything can be a waveform. Everything's going to be changing constantly because that's just the balance of the universe. You cannot have positive without a negative. You can't have negative without a positive. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a wave and there would be no existence. Well, we were talking about and then correlating that with religion and belief systems that yeah. having that constant state of flux, I feel like our brains who crave order constructed these constructs to help us make sense and get through things because the Mm -hmm. one thing you can count on is everything is going to be in a state of flux so having these tenants that are supposed to be unchanging if you believe them enough help you get through the day and maybe get you a reward at some point i could see how that would really help people get through things like i don't hate religion i do hate we're not here to judge any kind of religion or belief structure we're just Asking questions, Asking questions, which is our, it. yeah, and I, I want to know why, because the part about religion I truly hate is that when humans take it as a means of controlling or making you not have, we have a natural desire to ask things, and my experience in the evangelical fundamental world is you are not supposed to ask anything. You are supposed to believe as you're told, or else you're going to get in trouble with the big guy. That's and, a big guy. Well, you are, and it's very, in fact, when I was a little kid, I used to pray, I don't want to make God mad. Please don't be mad at me because I do something wrong. You're yeah. going to do something wrong. I know that's the concept of grace, but the thing that, that upsets me is there are people that get to decide what the rules are. Yep. Usually they are the type A dominant people. And what they do is they have type A and dominant people, they need a lot of order to feel like everything's okay. So what how they make sense of the world's not gonna be the same as other people, but they're exactly. going to tell you that you are not doing it right 
with religion at certain aspects of it. Like, don't question yeah. this or you're wrong. And and that's the part I hate. I'm probably not even explaining the it right. The actual, like, I, control structure of the most, yeah, most government organized does it, religions. And, and it's done in any group of humans when they well, try to have hierarchy. If you haven't noticed. Okay. Oh, I probably... What I have noticed, it, it's become so clear lately, is that the government is a religion now. Oh, very much so. Whether they know it or like it or not, or whether we know it or like it or not, it kind of like forced its way into the territory of being a religion in a sense i feel like partisanship is a holy war in a bit if you, uh, yeah if you look at it do you see the crusades going yeah, on it's sort of right like, now everybody is like having a crusade for their their either the left or the right wing fly of the of, banner of fly our the government. and it's so weird how far it's strayed from its intentions when created back in you know the 1700s when people just wanted to self-determine yeah that's really what it was is they they didn't want to be they told. didn't want any of this they didn't want us bickering over like a Republican or a Democrat government. They wanted, um, obviously, <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> sorry guys, <clears throat> got the voice crackling going on today and some phlegm. So I do apologize. But anyway, um, so I think inherently this system was going to go this way because it was split into parties. That's the entire concept of voting for a person or not. We used to have more the, than two. Even even if there was never any kind of a group or party associated with these politicians, it was naturally going to... F they were going to naturally form into groups because... Humans do. That's just what humans do. It's not yeah. always about... It's not ever about just like, John or Jack are our candidates and we're going to vote on them based on They're exactly what each individual person is going to do. That would be nice. That would be nice. Instead, it it kind of just over the years morphed into like John is a Democrat and Jack is a Republican, and, and a, so people yeah. choose a side, and they're like, "That's the hill I'm going to die on," and I'm going to fight as hard as it takes. It became to, identity politics. Exactly. Yeah. It, because people started associating that group with like their entire identity. Well, that's what religion. And does. they hold on to the merits of that group like they're freaking uh, like it's a religion. But no like other, it, like it's a Ten Commandment. No other human has the unique experiences and experienced the waves and is the has all the possibilities of choices. Yeah. Like you do, and so you to to glom on to another human's identity as a sole source of your political beliefs and your religious structure and all of that is just crazy to me. Yeah. Like I've never. People ask me, well, what are you? I'm like, well, I'm not one of those. Why would I want to associate with just one? And I will associate with a group of humans to get something done. I think that that is a good idea because you can share one commonality. Like, say, I don't want beluga whales to go extinct because there's a bunch of plastic particulate matter in the ocean. And so I would group with a group of humans who start a crowdfunding thing to, hey, hey, let's do, we created this bacteria that will eat this. We need help to fund it. Yep. Grouping together with a common ideal is fine. It's just somehow we've started driving our identity because of it. And that, and, and I think in religion, politics, any of it, it's super dangerous to do that. Absolutely. Because Especially in, in politics, because that's kind of like where all the big decisions are made as to like the course of humanity, essentially. Yeah, we were super smart to like, remove religion from state because that's what our founding father people in America were running away from is that some one divine head gets to make all the decisions just because he's inspired by God and the spokesperson for religion. Mm -hmm. We want That is why we wanted to get rid of that. And on a side note for that, this oh. is kind of important. Oh, I like side notes. Uh, the Illuminati, oh, I love talking Illuminati. about them, um, they get a really bad rap. 
But realistically, their entire goal, back, the actual group, the Illuminati, back in, I don't remember what it was, like the 1500 or During, something. Yeah, in like really, the or the 1800, I don't remember. I wish I knew more. We might have like, to do... It's, oh. I, I knew this at one point, I don't remember now. But anyway, when the actual secret society of the Illuminati existed, it wasn't about a shadow government controlling the world. All it was, was a group of people who were like-minded in the belief that we should separate church and state. And in a time when that's never been done in any government structure ever. So they were kind of the first Americans, if you think about it. They were like, we need to, we kind of all need A, spiritual freedom, and B, just freedom from the state, period. That's kind of what the Illuminati's goal was. And of course, you know, um, the state at the time was absolutely ran by the Catholic Church. Mm. Uh, they had all the power, pretty much. There was no separation of church and state. So when they got here, uh, when they when they heard about this group meeting, talking about this, and of course they didn't have freedom of speech back then, so they were furious. They were like, they're not allowed to get together and talk about how the church shouldn't be involved in, in making decisions. So they they pretty much were, had a crusade against them. But see, we're seeing and that that's now. And that's where the Friday the 13th, Oh, yeah, that was Pope. Thing comes from. It was kinda, that, that happened in the 1300s. Yeah. That was when they killed all of the... Was, that was like the Knights Templar. Yeah, that killed all I'm of them. I'm probably getting these mixed That's up. That's okay. But anyway, my point is the Illuminati was the first group of people, uh, maybe not the first, but the first popular or, or famous group of people who said, we need to keep religion out of politics because they were tired of like just the weird rules and, and control structure that was being in place. Like the church, not only did they have ultimate control, but they were corrupted, like obviously. Because all humans are. They were corrupted by the power of ruling nations because that's just what happens, you know. Religion is also designed to help us behave a certain way. For the, Okay, to, from a Judeo-Christian tradition, the whole point of the rules was designed to, like if you choose to follow them, to keep you safe and live, help you live your best life in a fallen world, right? Well, what you're seeing now living out because you just talked about the government being religion. Think of all the things that are said now in the Twitter sphere and all that. That if you don't believe in this, you're you hate America. Or if you don't believe in this, you <laughs> support the police beating up people of color. And, and it's if like, you don't chew big red, fuck you. Yeah, because it's got cinnamon bursts of awesomeness. Yeah. So, anyways, it's like all of this is playing out again and again and again. And I guess that's the point I'm making is religion is obviously not helping us now because so many people are not religious like the vast majority of our country is ceased yeah. being that way so what are we doing like i feel like education is super huge and spirituality yeah. is super important but we almost need a whole huge new awakening so to speak because revivals happen maybe like an education revival where people realize that let's stop glomming into these groups that tear us all apart and maybe start learning and become back together and ask questions again and accept people where they're at. Yeah. And I think we do that anyway, like outside of the Twitter sphere. I think we do too. We still kind of do that. Like uh, me and Katie were talking the other night and before I say any of this, again, we're not bashing any religions. We're not judging any specific religion for any of their specific beliefs. We're just questioning the Specifics. idea of religion in general. Yes, and, and, and how it and how it kind of like folds into place. If I come down place. on a specific thing, that does not mean that I am coming down on everybody that follows it, because that yeah. is just dumb. Because ultimately, continue. that makes me crazy ultimately too. we're all people. We're all stuck on this and hurling something... space rock around a big ball of fire, whether a god put it there or not. And if something helps you get through the day, I am going to hug yeah, you and go, tell you that's absolutely. awesome. You go for Hold it. Hold on to that. Yeah. Anyways, continue, but yes. um. And me and Katie were talking the other day because I was just like, I was I was browsing through Facebook and I kind of had this like epiphany almost like, there's this feeling I get whenever I'm on social media. It's like, I don't, I can't describe it. It's almost like a, it's like neural dissonance mm. or it's almost like, an, like a fight or flight just from scrolling. 
and not even reading anything, just kind of That's poking a type through. Of anxiety. And I get this anxiety, this like fight or flight response to to just to scrolling through social media because I know that if I see if I see something that I don't agree with, I'm gonna fucking get all pissed or. I get into the comments and see people battling, so it's like walking by an actual war zone. You get this weird, like, defense mechanism, like, that gets propped up. And I know that I'm not the only one that experiences this. Mental combat. Finisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it reminds me <laughs> Fatality. of. Fatality. Yeah, sorry. That's just but a... that's kind of how it is nowadays on social media. It's a war zone. It, it's a fucking war zone. But in in real life, outside of the computer, just going going to any kind of public place or anything, most of the time it's peaceful and nobody's fighting over politics and all this. It's just all kind of normal, completely normal human interaction. And I see that's how I feel in public. I don't get fight or flight in public. Sometimes I do because I'm I'm not a big fan of crowds. So like if I have to go to a place with a crowd, that's a whole different story. But my point is, on the social media, I kind of made this analogy. Let's see if I can remember it correctly. Without uh, getting my messages pulled up, but oh, basically, so it's like going to a bar. Social media is like you go to a bar, right? In reality, if you go to the bar, most of the time nobody's shouting their opinions or beliefs or anything like that out loud for everybody to see or mm -hmm. hear, right? So most of the time it's just peaceful. You know, you got your your friend groups together having a good time. You know, shooting the shit. And, you know, every once in a while, maybe you and your friend will talk about politics or something like that or a religion or anything like that, right? And it's usually not as abrasive to do that in a personal setting, face-to-face -face with your friend. Because you kind of already know what eggshells you need to walk on and all that shit. And so it's generally peaceful. Maybe you have a, a, a witty banter argument over it or something, right? But mm -hmm. most of the time, you still walk away friends and nobody stabbed each other. This is right? true. It didn't turn into this big Royal Rumble bar fight. Sometimes it does, but it's not as common that, as it is usually has nothing. Media. It's usually yeah. just some drunk asshole said, <laughs> tried to hit on someone's girlfriend or something, you know, the typical or crap. Or he just has pain and so, wants to punch to the But face. as far as, like, it doesn't usually have to do with, like, a, a political opinion or a religious opinion or any of these things that people battle about on social media. But social media... If that was a bar, it's a bar that constantly has a television, multiple televisions on with multiple news stories running. Well, in this bar, everybody screams out their opinion as loud as they can for everybody else to hear. If that happened in reality, obviously there's going to be fights and battles, even in a setting outside of social media. That's probably going to happen still, too, because a complete stranger shouting out their opinion that doesn't match yours, you're going to get a little angry. You're like, what is this fucking guy talking about, well, this asshole? it's disrupting the serenity. It's yeah. like, you know, they're disrupting the apple cart. Kind exactly. Of way. Yeah. And like so, but that's kind of how social media is. Everybody's shouting their opinions, especially in the comment sections of a news post. Oh, my gosh. It that's... just turns into just big battles. And, of course, there's no, like, face-to-face -face interaction. There's no physical consequence to, like completely like degrading somebody with birds but think about this brady too we have the rona which has disrupted all of our social stuff so everybody is on social media right now yeah i know we live in idaho where you can still go to bars and things and go there's still things events happening where we live here it's it's very weird because i keep remembering the whole entire rest of the country it's not that way yeah. they have nowhere to go other than that so i feel like i've noticed this uptick of more hostility there definitely is but mostly on social media well, because again I, you go anywhere right now in public and it's still it's peaceful and normal everything's just going by as normal as it did before the internet even existed there's a for little, the most part other other ones on their phone all the time i do feel time. a bit of an undercurrent of anxiety and i think a lot of that is because our norms have been ripped out from underneath us yeah i you think know? a lot has changed yeah. humans aren't really the best with change when we don't have control over it mm -hmm. 
Especially um, when our life structures that, change. That's evident throughout the history of humanity. <laughs> you know what the way Anytime I anything, especially if it's a good change and everyone's trying to push it, we kind of get like maybe a little suspicious and we just don't, if everything's going to change all at once, the carpet's pulled out from under our feet. We don't like it. And see, in the old days, smart people, because see, people weren't as educated and didn't have the freedom. You know, we, we have more freedom than our ancestors did, whether you agree Absolutely. or not. No, that's an objective fact. Yeah. And so in the old days, the, the people in charge got to make the decisions of how you were supposed to think, feel, and do. And now we have all this noise on the internet and fighting and stuff. And then we have, we walk outside, like I can walk outside right now and there's just, it's peaceful. And so I think mm -hmm. that makes like this cognitive dissonance. Like there's definitely a cognitive dissonance. You're constantly dissonance. going back, forth, back, forth. And I think that makes anxiety. And I think also <clears throat> when we're interacting with people on social media, mm -hmm. there's, there's not a lot of signals in our brain telling us that's another person we're talking to. It's almost just like we're inner, it's almost just like we're interacting completely with an interface. Yeah. It, as if there's no humanity involved on the other end of that interface. It's like, it's almost like <clears throat> in our minds, the way we kind of conceive it, I think. This is completely a hypothesis. I don't, I don't know for sure. But I'm thinking like the way our brains interpret it is like, it's essentially all Siri. Let's just make an example real yeah, quick. Yeah, we're fighting That's with one of the Siri. AIs we actually do talk to. But it's almost like our brain sees even a personal interaction with a person on social media. It's almost just like Siri curated that and we're yelling at Siri. Also, we're not yelling at another person. you fight with someone on the internet, there is no... Other than the person maybe being mean to you in t written word, there's no consequence. There's no consequence at all physically, unless someone actually decides to be crazy enough to show up at your fucking door and well, harass or you. Or dox you or that something. That has been known to happen. Well, but uh, the majority of interactions with social media is but, just yeah. you're an effing moron or something like that. Yeah, that's just these really weird verbal battles everybody gets. But if and I like, that's going to change anything. But I don't think, even if, you, even if you're on the receiving end of those verbal abuses, because you said something fucking ridiculous mm -hmm. and people didn't like it, or you're trolling and people didn't like it, you still don't feel as if there's any kind of consequence other than like, oh my god, he called me a... Siri called me a name. Oh, now see, I do. I don't... But I don't fight on the internet. Yeah. But... And, and that's... I Personally, me, I... If I walked up to a group right now, say that two people were having a discussion about... Let's just say Orange Man Bad, Donald Orange Trump, Man right? Bad. Let's say they were talking about him and I walked up and said, he's an effing moron, you should be ashamed of yourself, and said all this <laughs> stuff to somebody that was having their own... Because that's how it would be if I did on the inter to people in real life on the internet. Yep. There'd be pheromones going off, those oh, yeah. people's body language would change, there'd be a whole bunch of things that happen that you are completely removed from when you fight with someone on the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I personally don't want anything to do with that because I love to play with people around, like as far as... It's so much fun to get together with your friends and just rag on each other. Oh, yeah. I dig it. But then in real life, why would I want to fight with someone I don't know? It exactly. makes no sense to me. It's Especially not going to accomplish anything. And that kind of goes, it, it kind of plugs into the point, the overall point we're trying to make. With religion. With religion or any kind of belief structure at all. It doesn't even have to be like related to spirituality. Because True. everybody's so married to every idea that they have now. I think that's just it. I don't think people have fluidity. Everyone's mm -hmm. becoming static in their thinking. And that... I think it's normal. I think it's always been like that. I don't Honestly, like it. but we just don't fight about it outside of social media as much. We don't get together and debate things yeah. like we maybe should. I feel like debate between humans is super important. God, what a mess. That's how we learn stuff. Yeah, but I don't know if anyone knows how to debate anymore. Are people actually learning things from their social media fights? Because to me, no. it just makes the tribalism bigger. I've never seen anybody walk away with a changed mind in a, in a social media Is battle. there a forum somewhere on the internet that we have missed? Because pretty <laughs> much the whole thing that I've seen... I think there is isolated, like... 
situations where that does happen but oh and also off topic if you're an illuminati expert and you happen to listen to us we would love to interview you because yeah there's a lot about the history and stuff there i would just like to know i i used to know i went really deep into that rabbit hole one time and i just really i just haven't in a long time and i forgot all of my facts and stuff so because it's just not that important to my life anymore well and it's just but that's just it you and i we like to learn a li- about lots of things but we don't want to be an expert about any one thing and so that yeah. like this podcast is more of like it's kind of like where people used to get together at a coffee shop or a bar and they discuss the deep mysteries of life yeah without being you don't have to be an expert to discuss things or question things and I don't know. I like learning, and maybe that's why I have a hard time with religion. Yeah, and also, I, I, I'll a little little bit of a spoiler alert. If you've made it this far into the episode, get a little bit of a nugget here. Um, we are working on a way to actually interact with you guys. Um, we're trying to figure out if maybe we're going to do it. We're probably going to do both, but we we kind of want to get into like the Twitch realm because there's an open chat function on there, and uh, maybe Zoom calls. We're working on ideas for that. So just stick with us for a while because we want to we want to talk to you guys. Whoever's listening to our podcast right now, we really want to talk with you guys, not just to each other. Yeah. I mean, the pod a podcast is great that me and Katie get to get together and talk to each other, and you guys get to kind of listen to it. We sort of talk to you a little bit, but I want to literally talk to you guys and have you be able to have discourse with us and talk back. So we're working on um, you know setting up different platforms for that so i hope you guys uh, are excited for Stick that with i us. am i'm really excited for that <laughs> me too well and i think that's what we're talking about with this whole point of this episode is that social media has somehow disrupted that genuine i actually care about people's opinions i like to know where they're at what they learn to get to that point what they've experienced to get to that point i think it has validity it ceases having validity when it just becomes a big pissing match on the internet mm-hmm. it's like you can be passionate about you really really believe that pots are actually green and that we just can only see them in this. I, you pick anything you want, and I will listen to you, and I might think about it, and mm-hmm. I might disagree with you, but I'm not going to treat you like crap because of it. I love to hear well-structured arguments for any point. Yeah. And that's why David Icke is so popular, because I think a lot of us do. Because David Icke, obviously, everything he's saying is mostly not true, I'm sure. Like, lizard lizard people, lizard never... shape-shifting, lizard shape-shifting people from the hollow earth... Or from Nibiru or what? I don't know. He's all over the place, really. Sounds fun to think about. He doesn't seem to have one single point that stays fluent. Yet he keeps... It's it's a very changing structure of conspiracy beliefs, and I love it. But he, the way he presents these arguments for these things, and the way he mixes in facts and history with bullshit... It's just so. Mm, mm, there's an ingredient there. I love it. There's an ingredient. There's, there's, he weaves at... it. He weaves these conflicting things into a very beautiful quilt, and it's it's awesome. I, but I'm not gonna sit there and believe it all. I'm I, huge grains of salt with that one. But but the thing is, is just because okay, <laughs> but like, I love take him as an example. Him. I've never actually listened, but take him as an example. Just because maybe 99.6 percent of stuff that he says might not be accurate, there might be that one little nugget of gold he, in there. That's the thing he does. He throws in yeah. these nuggets of absolute truth in with these theories of absolute bullshit, and it creates this awesome image of like I don't even know. It's almost like a book. Like you read a good dystopian novel where it's obviously not the world we live in, but there's these nuggets of reality that we're, we are accustomed to. And then we all love those dystopian novels. And I think novels. that's my point. If you discount everything just because of whatever person is associated with, you're going to miss out on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you're closing your mind to the possibilities. Yeah. There's just endless ones out there. Yeah, I try to be as open-minded as I can. My it's... wife doesn't think I am because like certain things like ghosts and stuff I just don't have, I don't believe in. 
I've never had an experience to prove myself to prove otherwise, and I think a lot of people a lot of people are full of shit. Let's admit it. Well, it's an, especially I think with it, ghost stories. Some I feel people like just want to belong. Is an entertainment industry, yes. and so they have to perpetuate the industry. But at the same time, I cannot say mm-hmm. that they're not people that have had experiences. Exactly, and that's the thing. I can't prove everybody's experience is not real. I just know that there definitely is some people that are full of fucking shit, like those guys who caught the ten foot fish when it was really like a fucking license plate. You know uh, what I mean? Well, I th- people love to tell big fish stories. People love to belong. And everybody exaggerates. I so like I can't believe almost any of those ghost stories because I don't know who's full of shit and who's not. But so, you see, you just hit it on the head. People love to belong and people love to feel special. And I sometimes wonder if we made an effort to make people feel more valuable, if we'd have all of these people like... Well, everybody's I, valuable. I'll yeah, but we don't, all day long. But we don't treat each other like we are. You know, not all the time. Everybody, no. have you noticed? We're talking, I was talking about this yesterday with some of my friends who were sitting around a fire. That there, everybody has to have an ailment now. Like some unique <laughs> special ailment that makes you. And as I'm someone, sorry, I thought that was just me that thought that, and I thought maybe I was just an asshole. No, everybody has to have an ailment. And as someone, okay, I have an autoimmune disorder. Why would you want one? It's the most horrible thing in the world. If you have one and you truly have to live with it, you are trying to get rid of it or put it in remission. Why would you want something that makes you miserable just to feel special about yourself? I'm not sure. Um, there was this weird. I don't know if this is still going on or not, but like. People were fighting this battle for, like, disabled people or whatever. And they were, like, breaking their own limbs to be in a wheelchair. Just so that they could, like, belong to this group of disabled people who were born not able to walk. And, like... Isn't that condescending? I think that's yeah, so... Yeah, I, I would have honestly love to talk to one of the people who did that to, to pick their brain as to what the hell they were thinking about that. Because they ended up being more offensive than they were, like... Because they were trying to ca- be a ca- part of the cancel culture. I hate... Like, how dare you discriminate? But they weren't disabled in any kind of way. They just wanted to feel like they were on the side of that. Cause, so they could be an activist. So Everybody wants to be a fucking wor- activist. Well, now. and that's just it. Empathy is fantastic. Virtue <clears throat> signaling is one of the most destructive, horrible things in I think the that's existence what, they in were, history. They were trying to have a reason to, be, to virtue signal. And so, since their legs actually did work, maybe they were thinking, like, well, how could I... How could I be on that side when I my legs work? Yeah, Instead the, of just like putting your arms around them and going, hey, I'll, I'll fight for you. They went, I'll fight with you. Let me break my fucking legs. Or treat people with dignity. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, have, you cannot be special like them because they are their own person. You're special in a different way. But see, I feel like this ailment culture is... And, and you know, like gluten intolerance mm-hmm. is a big one. And there's all of these other things. Like, I have an actual cousin who has literal celiac disease. She'll die if she eats gluten. It's not a good time. She would rather not have that. Why would you want to pretend to be that way? Or um, it, uh, again, I, it's I new. I think it's. I don't. I think it's nuanced, much like every other aspect of humanity. Because me. I'm thinking there's people who, um, are trying to do the whole virtue signaling thing. I think there's also people who like, uh, just want to have a reason. The greatest form of empathy is just to listen to someone, though. Like, I feel like they're coming, they're manufacturing reasons to be special, and it's like, you're already special. That's what I think, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what it is. Well, and religion uh, falls into into that, too, because it's like, I am the best believer of the flying spaghetti monster of all time because I've done all of these things. And it's like, well, no, you're already the best. You don't have to work on things for you. You don't have Mm -hmm. to... I don't know. I'm, I'm not hitting it right. There's just this weird prevailing opinion that everybody has to be the most magical, special creature of all time or they don't have validity. Or right. And it weirds me out. And it's like sometimes I've, see, I've seen certain religious people who are part of a certain religion where it's like they're battling each other to see who's closer to godliness. 
Oh, that, well, whatever that God stuff. that they believe in. Have you ever been in a prayer circle mm. where you're oh, supposed yeah. to be praying for people, but it's who can pray the best and be the most holy? And it's like, uh... yeah. and I'm not talking without any kind of experience here, guys. Like, let's a little history here. Yeah, let's do a trip. Um, let's do a trip down memory lane. Started going to a, I believe it was a Baptist church when I was seven. Mm. Just kind of like the 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 neighbors, me and my twin sister, kind of like hung out with. Um, they were super like Christian. And went to church every Sunday. Well, one day we they asked if we wanted to go, and we said yeah. So, for years and years and years, all the way till I was like pretty much seventeen, eighteen, I think, I went to church on Sundays, and sometimes I didn't go Sundays, but I also went to when I got of age. I think it was like what middle school. Usually sixth went, grade, you go to youth group. Yeah, I went to youth group every week. That was my thing, like, cause it's just the group I belong. I wanted to belong to the group of friends I love associating with. And it was stable. And we, and honestly, you know, you learned a lot of good things. I mean, honestly, I can't say I didn't take anything from it. I don't think anybody's trying to, yeah. But no one's at the time, I really believed all this stuff. I really, really was, like, deep into it. And, and I to the point of, like, pushing it on other people and trying to be all self-righteous. And just the, the entire point, it's trying to preach against in general anyway. It's weird how some religious groups fall into the pitfall of doing exactly what they are not supposed to do. Yeah. But thinking they're still better than everybody else. I don't understand that. Never did. That's but human I, I, I grew up, you know, going to church all the time and, and being really deep into mostly whatever the Baptists sect of the Christian religion believed. They're all pretty much the same. Like, if anyone wants to say differently, they're not correct. Because I went to evangelical churches. I went to Seventh-day Adventist churches a couple times. I tried all these different churches. At the time, I didn't even know that these were different sects of religion. But they were literally all the same. Like, I never, there was no real difference. Except, like, the Baptists typically had free breakfast and the other ones didn't. That's they, about it. They derived their tenets from the scripture. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're They basically... all had, here's one commonality, though. They all had free coffee. And we can all say amen to that. <laughs> it's okay. But then you hop across the road to the ward and there's no coffee to be found. Yeah. So, I'm like, like, uh, so yeah. it's the, a word yeah. to the Satanist church. If you don't have free coffee already. You're doing something wrong. I'm sure you do. I've yeah. never been to one of your organizations. I, but I'm just saying, if you don't have free coffee, you should have free coffee. If you don't, then shame on you. I just, the thing, How I, dare you not I grew up, that one, and, and I grew up similar, I grew up in the fundamentalist tradition, I've been to everything from charismatic, because we moved a lot, charismatic churches, Baptist, uh, Nazarene, all of them, but I took it a step further, I was a youth pastor for a while, and then I also went to Bible college, so I have a very, ironically, Bible college is what gave me a bit of a faith crisis, because I examined everything, and it's funny, I, I still have faith, per se, that I'm like you, I cannot say that nothing is out there because mm -hmm. I feel like that's arrogant and not everything Absolutely. has been answered yet and if anybody knows me I, I'm a bit of a conehead I'm not an arrogant person you guys we've lived on this planet for thousands of years and we barely know anything about the fucking ocean yeah so we can how can we say we know everything anything about God if there can... is a God or why if there's not a God we don't know stop trying to say we know because we don't well, in Christianity, you have to have faith that the word was divinely inspired, and that is where your entire yeah. structure is derived from. And that's all good yeah. and well, but the problem is, once you delve into how that was constructed, you end up with a lot of questions. And then I was told a lot, well, you just don't need to know that. Your faith's not good mm -hmm. enough. And I'm all, well, that's wrong because we're given brains. And I would rather have you say, well, you know what? I don't know. But I do know that, you know, if this holy created love loves you and you know what, you'll eventually know or maybe you won't. But nobody ever, there's very few adults in my life that ever came at me 
in a way that supported someone with a questioning mind. And that is the whole reason why I have a lot of the problems I do with religion. Mm -hmm. Is it's just you conform and you don't question things or you're bad. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of religions that is, or you've fallen away or you are not. And it's like, well, wait a second. I'm still a person that cares about people and I just want to learn stuff. And you're basically telling me that that is a bad thing to do. And it's like, but I was born this way. Yeah. So you're basically telling me I'm bad. And so it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions that you have in the religious world that do not get answered. And instead of just saying, I don't know, I think adults are so bad at saying, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I that say is very true. And it's an arrogance and a pride thing. And I also think it goes back to what we were talking about, that you have to have some semblance of control to get through life. You've got to have that order or especially as yeah. an adult, it's like, and it's totally fine. If anyone listening ha is a part of any, any religion at all, absolutely okay but i think at the end of the day you really need to at least admit to yourself that what you believe is something you don't know for sure is real you just, I just that's all i'm really and, saying and if you believe even it if you still heart, believe you can still cool. believe it in the morning when you wake up but at night you should probably at least admit i just don't know 100 percent. but it's not a bad thing not to know and don't persecute those that are not at the point you are that's really where i'm going with that is like if you can admit to yourself that you don't know then at least you can accept others who don't know or believe differently than you confession time the hardest thing in the whole world for me is to publicly admit that i don't believe the way that my entire family does like yeah. you're raised to believe a certain way or you are they worried you're gonna burn or something it's like yeah i i don't and i feel like being honest is so much more better as far as mm -hmm. i'm open to learning and growing into that position but i want to do it on my own terms and i think that's what free will is exactly i hate coercion and i feel like that's another thing that's going on with religions and politics and everything right now is you are being coerced to being a certain way i can only hang out with these people I can only talk to these people on the internet. I can only get my news from this source or I'm a bad person. And it's like, that's evil. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like it. I Yesterday I hung out with a pathologist, an airline pilot, people from Holland. And you know what? None <laughs> of them all, uh, Mormons. I had this whole huge random group of people here for target practice yesterday. And you know what? None of us believe the same way. But yet we all had good conversations and enjoyed each other's company. That's what I'm saying with yeah. the whole, like, the dissonance between social media and reality. It, but if all of those people were talking on Facebook on a news post comment section, there would probably be a battle between them and you. Oh, gosh. If, if y'all were getting if really we, into the opinions. If we engaged in yeah. that. Even well, if it didn't get out of hand, there would still be an argument of, of sorts. So do you think social media... Even if media, it was like positive discourse, there's still some kind of argument. So social media is a channel, a conduit, so be it, that lets the most innermost of you come out without really consequences. I think it just allows everybody to be an activist of sorts. I don't want to be an activist. Without being outside in the rain holding a sign and getting tomatoes thrown at you. I sometimes think more would get done if people quit with this whole activist thing. And you're right. Everybody wants to be a warrior. Mm -hmm. Like this sort of warrior on these causes. And I think it's destructive. It is. You need activists. Like I was just watching a show the other day, that Umbrella Academy show, and it was showing during the civil rights time just what people of color had to go through. And it was really well done because... I get activism in that situation, but sometimes some of the stuff we're being activists about now, it seems more self-centered than other-centered. I don't think anybody's choosing their battles anymore. I feel like everybody has to have a battle to feel good about themselves. Yeah, it's like we all just pick a battle and join it. Is that affluency? Our life is so good know. now that we have... Well, and that well, goes to the center, the truth meaning of life. Can, are we incapable of true happiness and peace? That's a good question. Do we have to make problems well, I don't where there think aren't we are. any? Again, I don't really think we're capable of 
true eternal happiness. Sustained just, happiness. Again, it goes back to the waveform. Everything, everything. Is up and there's, down. Is a waveform. It doesn't matter. Even if the most simple things, night and day. What the sun is the is the node and the moon is the anti-node. It's always going to shift up and the down. The tide's coming in it's and gonna out. It's going to be light, then there's going to be dark. Can I give my surfboard some legs yeah. so I can stay up in the trough? It's like the whole yin and yang thing. It's like there's always yeah. a balance somehow. We we wouldn't even know what light is if there was no darkness, and we wouldn't even know what darkness is if there was no light. The fact that they both exist harmoniously is what creates that balance and is part of our reality. And that is why mental health is so important because what mental health does and tools is they give you the tools to be able to have some sort of balance through all of the troughs. You like you shouldn't be chasing yeah. the happiness any more than you should be dwelling in the sad. You need to learn to ride that board through all of yeah. it. Or at least learn that once you hit that bottom, that's just going to go back up. And maybe learn ways to push it back up a little faster. It's always going to come back down anyway. As, as soon as you hit the top of that crest... You're going to come back down. It's just And I think that's that living in the is. moment thing. Nobody's you, happy forever. You've got to live in the moment. You don't embrace the ugly. I've learned, because I've always been trying to set up scenarios in my life to not live in the ugly. I like insulate against trauma. I've always mm -hmm. done it. It's part of my personality. But what I've realized and what's helped my anxiety in life is that, no, experience what you're going through. You have the, and then, it is part of the moment. Yeah, and think about the things. I, something that I do that helps me a lot is I think about okay, I have a home, my bills are paid right now. You know, I do. I start listing things. It's like, and then it helps me realize this is just a moment that sucks, uh, and identify the suck. Um, I want to encourage everybody to to go and listen to Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast because he, <laughs> he he covers a lot of this stuff. He's a professor. He's a very <laughs> he's kind of a very spiritual kind of person, mm -hmm. and he has a lot of like Buddhists on and people who claim to be magicians on. He's got all these different walks of life on, but they all they talk about a lot of the same things we're talking about right now. And one of the things I I learned from his podcast is like to be in the moment is so important, even if it's a moment of complete turmoil and chaos and stress and and anything you can say is negative mm -hmm. even if it's a moment of negativity it's still so beautiful that we're even existing in that moment whether it be bad or good he preaches that you still have to be you still have to experience that but then that moment of negativity makes them when you get back to the top of that crest at the pot the moment of uh, like ultimate positivity that mm -hmm. you're going to go through afterwards it's going to make it so much better to just embrace that negativity and ride through it. He preaches the joy of existence. Ex just existence, whether it's bad or good, you're still. It's so it's fascinating still a of that joy. we're even here at all, experiencing life in the moment at all. And we preach the joy of questioning. Yes. Being able to ask questions question the is moment. so so. Well, yeah, <laughs> Always and, question the moment too. And it's so it's part of the beauty of it to is ask that we get questions to. and to be able yeah. to learn answers. And some things you can't learn the answers to yet, but you still get to think about them. I yes. think people don't spend enough time in contemplative thought. I learned about I learned Is that so cuz that's my whole life. Well, so it's hard to believe. I don't mean all people. I mean <laughs> think about it though with social media and um entertainment culture. Like yeah. think about it now with streaming and everything. If you wanted to, you would never have to think about anything ever because you could be engaged with something all the time, right? Indeed. There are people throughout history that sought contemplative thought because it's such a magical place and to be. And kind of philosophy was born from that. Yes, because it's con – I feel like – Again, but these are these were times when the, the church had ultimate power over everybody That's at all times. True. Or and they tried to. I feel like contemplative thought is the only yeah. place you can truly be free. Um, philosophy really broke out of all that as – it was almost like a – I don't know really what I'm trying to say here, but like – I just, it was, again, religion controlled everything back then, 
And so these people were just questioning it. Well, and the Enlightenment like, was the age what, of reason. What, what is a constant in all of this? And, we started asking questions and, and that were not dictated yeah. by an over, what is it, a central authority. Oh, I, we have a visitor. Oh, I we didn't do. even notice. We do. A central authority. The central authority <laughs> of my house just walked in. Get out, central authority. Okay. <laughs> it's a free zone. <laughs> there you go. For, for all you that can't see, that was the Tom. Yeah. He's our resident uh, cryptid, cryptid and uh, what is it? Un paranormal and unexplained expert. Yes. Someday we're going to interview him. Yes, one day. Yeah, yeah, we're going to. Him and your sister. It'll be fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. But uh, back to what we were saying, sorry. Okay, yeah. You guys, we, you got to meet Tom. He's awesome. We, oh, He'll I be like on the him. show someday. I like I him too. Even if he does interrupt podcasts. Uh -huh. no. <laughs> he didn't interrupt. It. He was How great. dare. How dare you. Okay. Uh, well, so, yeah, I think that's, well, and I think that's the whole point of our episode today because you and I were sitting there. Life this week, last week I was in the bottom of a trough. This week Brady's been in the bottom of a trough that's a bit. weird, yeah. A little um, bit, yeah. Yeah. And it's mostly just stresses, not just. It's not... I'm, less, um, I'm less on the existential negativity than I am on just the day-to-day -day just... minutiae is getting to me kind of negativity. Well, and it's and okay. We all go through that. Sometimes, you know, just the weight of the world crushes you. That's a fucking heavy world. It is. And But I'm, I'm going to come back out of it no matter what, so I already know that. Well, and I've I think that's something, you know, everybody is like so anti-ageist or anti-age in our country. Like, it's all about <laughs> being young all the time, but something that you kind of get with well, age is you die. have all these, if you are, if you are truly growing... You get you develop these tools to help you cope with things. Like yeah. there's not a lot. We had we went on a family road trip. Was it last winter? And my truck engine blew up, and everything went south, and it was a really bad situation, like bad. And ever since I handled that, I realized there's really nothing I can't handle because it's gonna work out. And it's like how you react to something is the part that you can control. And yeah. most people that's stoicism, is it not? Pretty much, yeah. That's a very that I it's encourage everybody good. to research a little bit on stoicism. Stoicism is fantastic. That's, it, that's advice that we can all live by, and it kind of will help everybody on the planet, no matter what walk of life you're from or what you believe. But essentially, like, try to focus on the moment. And guys, I'm not always perfect. focus on the moment. There no, I'm times, not. I'm, it's just, there are I times say I all these melt things, down. Yeah, well, I say all these things. It doesn't mean I'm gonna like live by them constantly all the time. Nobody can. That's the thing. Well, and I we're think never that's... in we're never in total control all the time of everything. No, and I think we that's all the one constant be, is you're gonna fail. Yeah, and I think people need to quit being so being well, afraid of failure. Important. It's it's I learned so much from messing up. Failure is so important. There's so much pressure, especially in our professional culture, yeah. to be perfect all the time and always successful, and you can't be. You know what it kind of feels like. It's like the entire world at one single moment in time is failing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and interesting. And this is, we're going to learn something from it, I hope. I think this is a massive failure. Well, we're going through a societal shift. And a lot of it, you know, you have all these things converging. AI, um, robotics, manufacturing's changing. Mm -hmm. um, communism still exists. It, I can't believe it does. I just, and that's another thing. What? Not just communism. <sighs> just the the completely, like dictated to communism with one ruler trying to fucking control everything well you mean supreme yeah. overlord communism yeah well and then we also a little have... bit of light communism in your family or something that's different <laughs> light communism i drink communism light. communism works <laughs> in the smallest of groups let's just put it that way but even then but in, in an entire country the dominant it, person okay. even with work. light communism the dominant 
If we were all just joking, by the way. If we were all the same attributes, then communism worked. But we're not. So the dominant people are always gonna take it and make it horrible. Yeah. I don't understand why people don't understand this. But with all these things converging, you were saying sorry. Oh well, no. I was just thinking too. We have we have. Uh, I just read this morning that Compton is gonna start giving people universal basic income as a test. We have all of the things. But it it's a test at least, right? Well, if they're doing we it because we get to study the, what happened. Exactly, because what we're doing is we are taking. We've lived a certain way for the last, let's say, since post World War II. We ratcheted up and At then the least, yeah. and then starting since about the 80s we've had a standard of life that has been growing in about the same yeah, globalism all of that is shifting now and i think that's where a lot of the anxiety comes from because you said we don't do good with change but then also that's how true. we relate to each other as a species has changed because yeah. of the internet well there's a lot of change the coronavirus forced everybody that is into, another into, huge into change. an aspect of change we just weren't ready for it it kind of blindsided us and we changed a lot of things overnight almost and it's not going away and then you have like, the other change all of the all of the social changes that we're going through all we're going the, through a lot of those yeah and i think even people are slowly going through some kind of a physical evolution as well we just haven't really found all of the effects of it yet and then i also and so think, there's all yeah, this change just, going on in the rapid. world there's a lot of political change going on there's a lot of everything going on. we're we're in an election season which was just perfect timing to have a pandemic oh. and so there's political change about to happen one way or the other even if trump still wins if biden gets in it doesn't matter it's gonna shift here i had a i had a really funny thought that all this turmoil over trump versus biden and I watch a third party actually gets voted in. I would love by, it. I think how it would funny be. that would be because of all the all the craziness going on with Trump and Biden and all the news coverage and all this. And a third party ends up winning. I would laugh so hard. You would just well, and, I and nothing thought... will change anyway. But the, my point is, like, there's a lot of political change going on. The coronavirus change. There's mm. a social change. All these activists trying to change things. And that's and the, like the Black Lives Matter movement with the police brutalities. We're trying to change our like Patriots. law enforcement structure. It's almost like so much change is going on all at one time. And I think that's that has happened in history a few times, too, where just so much change happened at one time. Yeah, but usually but that it causes makes this, a not like, good thing happen. Yeah, the, the build-up to it, though, just causes like the, this like universal anxiety throughout the whole Yeah, there's planet. collective anxiety all over the world right now. Yeah. Well, like the other day I read that the... Not, who... not through everybody, but I think a good majority of people are anxious Well, and it. then something all humans need to realize is... I don't is think Tom's anxious about anything He ever. doesn't care. <laughs> like, he, and, and that's something he says, unless you sign my paycheck, I don't care. And <laughs> I, do, I think people who lived in life or death situations have a different outlook on life than the rest of us. Oh, and the rest yeah. of us really have lived cushy lives. I think it's about in that the first, threshold. In, in, in developed nations... We've lived pretty cushy lives compared to most of the world. Oh, absolutely. Because now with the Rona, I read the other day, they're reversing their thing. The lack of tourism in developing nations is starving people. It's really bad. And oh, so, man. Yeah. The, it's weird it's how intertwined to... the tourist industry yeah. was with pretty much every other facet of life on the planet. It's so weird. So we have all of this crunching us in as a species, and we don't do well with change. In the history past, we have fought. I would really like to avoid that this time. Yeah. And then so, the insight I had the other day, I took Hunter's Ed for reasons I will explain later. But to they, hunt? Well, <laughs> that, and also I just had to have Eight. it because I was born on this arbitrary date. You line. know that Idaho's giving out swan tags. Is that what you're? We will talk about that. Is that what that you were building up for? Well, what I was building up is <laughs> shut up, Brady. Is about five percent of of Americans hunt, and then it feels like everybody hunts here because of where we live. Yes. And then five percent hate it, and I've correlated this. My weirdo brain did. It's I think five percent of the world's population is noisy. And they're the Noisy. ones that are making the noise all the time. I think because oh, you talked yeah, about yeah, the yeah, normal yeah, yeah. people, we all get up, go out our business, take care of well, our kids' feet, and then you have this noisy group of people. You, we all know that the, the extreme side of any argument is always the loudest side. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that we've got the five percenters in each group. They've just got now they've got this huge platform that everybody can see all the time. And then uh -huh. we all have thoughts about everything. Oh, yeah. Like I'll point blank say I do not like communism, and that's just because of yeah. history. But, but that I doesn't think mean maybe I won't listen Kim, to a... Kim Jong Un might disagree with you. Exactly. So, and I also no matter listen... what, there's someone will disagree. <laughs> and if someone out there loves communism and can make a well reasoned argument, yeah. I'd listen to him. Just you don't say, purge me. You could even say like completely benign things, like you know, puppies are cute, and somebody's going to be like someone's going to someone's going to be the contrary to that. I don't know why. And I think that's if just you humans. if you hate puppies, hey. There's probably a reason for it or something. I don't I'm know. probably going to disagree with you but, on that particular topic, but I'm not going to want you excommunicated or killed. Exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> must right, be You purged. know what? I'm calling the mafia on you because yeah. you don't like puppies. You don't like puppies? You're How dead. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. The puppy mafia. That's... <laughs> Well, and that's just it, don't you? Damn doesn't it. social media make you feel like that if you said something that someone's going to have you like purged yeah. from the collective? Oh, if only. You know, like you could say, I like Donald Trump's hair. Oh, oh my God. God, how dare you say yeah, that? Or like, I'm just, puppies. Oh my God, puppies aren't cute. How dare you? It's like, but is it, how is it not unanimous that puppies are cute? Just the very, if I watched this documentary on, I think it was on, actually I think it was an episode of Nova on PBS. I don't know if everybody in the world knows what Nova is. I'm just assuming they do. Well, <laughs> okay. How about Americans? Most Basically Americans, it's a documentary. Most Americans over like 30 should maybe know what Nova yeah, is, right? If you don't know oh. what Nova is, I, got, I don't know what to tell you. But I thought it was, uh, I thought that was just something everybody knew. But it's a documentary essentially. That was so assumptive A documentary series that is public broadcast TV paid it's, for. They, yeah. yeah. Um, I know what Nova is. And one of the episodes was about the the actual science of cuteness why things are cute because we also think something's cute and puppies definitely fit all of the requirements for cute so objectively you could say puppies are cute but everybody also has subjective opinions to say well then you have biochemicals some people i have a friend who doesn't like animals yeah. she just doesn't like them at all that makes most people uncomfortable that she doesn't, well, how come you don't like it? Because most people in America, there's a huge sus subsect of Americans that think dogs are human. I don't know. I wouldn't understand why someone does like animals, but I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. If you don't like animals, well, then, think then about, don't like and animals. And then I'm going to bring in another aspect. She, has six, like she has six boys. All she's done her whole life is take care of things. Animals require care. Yeah. So you I don't, understand not like, I don't want to have a dog. I love dogs, but I don't want to have one because well, they're a lot of work. And animals give you a <laughs> animal. There's clinically proven it lowers your blood pressure to pet a dog, a mm -hmm. puppy. Animals give you the pitocin drip, which mm -hmm. is that that hormone. Go look it up. It's when you you babies. So the ro the route you're going here is like objectively, you should like animals because there's scientific reasons to like animals. But if someone's biochemically made differently to where they don't, you should not give them a hard time. They just don't like animals. Like, exactly. I'm not, I feel like a lot different. of, I feel like a there's lot so of our nuance. disagreements come from not respecting the biochemicals. That's true. A lot of, we are all chemically made in some ways. That's and I think point. the majority of us have similar biochemicals, but then there's some of us that don't have the same structure. We're all different. We are. And we all have a different perspective on life. It's just, we all have different triggers for the biochemicals that go through our bodies and neurons that fire. And I think you're right. Everybody forgets that. It's like we expect everybody to be, like, coming out of a mold. Consistent and they have to be a certain, you have yeah. to be this way because you're in this group or something. We all are Consistent divided into the groups again. Well, it goes down to the groups. It's all tribalism. Like the other, the big Expectation video. Expectation versus reality. There's this video making going around in the right wing sphere of when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. This lady had a complete meltdown in her car. 
and was just screaming and yelling. I don't know if you saw it. it was because someone just, died. Because she died, and it was the end of the universe because abortion might get like over just oh over. My. And she was screaming and flailing like you know those old Just Testament things where people pit. ripped out their hair and oh, rubbed yeah, ashes yeah, yeah. on themselves. This lady was having a, and it's like one that's on the internet forever. This poor woman. Yeah. I, I think you need to be careful what you record and put out there. Number one, guys, if I could give you any advice, just think about your grandma. Uh huh. As as long as the storage mediums exist, it's gonna be there. Exactly. It's so not this gonna lady, be forever, but it she's will be gonna quite go a long get time. it, try to get because she was in her twenties. So anytime she goes and gets a job, because you know corporate America's got social media researchers that go and look. Because they do now. HR does. They go look and see what your social profile is. And that is part mm -hmm. of the hiring. There's just going to be this lady that's throwing this rigging fit over that person she dying. Ain't, she ain't going to be hired. And even though you were <laughs> passionate about it, where was I going with this? I was talking about the biochemicals. Yes. That shares this woman that's super passionate about something. That's cool. But she's going to be forever remembered for her little fit that we've all thrown. Mm -hmm. We've all thrown fits over various things. But it's like that has permanently stained her yeah, public persona for history and i think that that's another thing that we have to think about as humans that everyone there's always something recording you at all times now? i think so and that yeah. and we can judge imagine, people so harshly real quick can you imagine if employers had access to like the nsa files on you oh god yeah because no. we all know like the there are there's an intelligence like structure in america that uh the government controls and they are, they essentially try to build a profile on everybody because it's like, it's turning into the fucking minority report where they're mm -hmm. trying to be the thought police and prevent terrorism by your, these weird patterns that they try to get on you through your, where you go and who you call and what who you, you what you web, with. what you look up on the web and, yeah. and what library That's books you check Wachuca. out. They're trying to build these profiles on everybody that, so if you are a potential terrorist, they can quote unquote interview you. Yay. In, uh, Jail cell naked in Guantanamo Bay somewhere. With Britney Spears. I don't play. know what they do anymore. It's, I'm basically memeing about it. But, um, but they did. They have all this data collected from like your smartphone or computer use, right? Mm-hmm. And imagine if your employers had access to your, your NSA profile type. Well, how about your credit score? Your credit score used to be an indicator of your credit worthiness. Now it yeah. is used as a metric for everything. Uh -huh. Can you get a house? Your car insurance. Why is car insurance? Why do why do you have to have a good credit for car insurance? I always thought that was weird. Well, I don't like that. It has nothing to do with whether I'm going to get in a car accident or not. I know, and or is the only thing you could possibly just, have to do is if you paid your premium. Maybe they have this note of research where. People who have bad credit get in more car accidents. I don't know. Or they don't pay their bills on time. But the in thing is... Insurance is metrics are extremely weird to me. The best example of all time is your social security number. Yes. It was never supposed to be used as an identifier. Guess what? It was used as an identifier. Well, for convenience, obviously. Yeah. You gotta well, prove you're real and that you're a citizen. I have a military ID because my husband's a disabled veteran. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. For years, right on my military ID is my social security yeah. number. And then a few years ago, they gave us DOD ID numbers mm -hmm. because... It was being used in fraud so much because think about how often young you get young people they get married they lose their cards I mean oh yeah it was just and it's just but stupid. with you I like what you're saying with the social security number it's not supposed to be an identifier but here's what how they get away with using it as an identifier you can opt out and say no I don't want to give you my social security number but you're gonna not be qualified for the thing you're signing up for period. Well, yeah, you would have to live outside the system. But that makes me wonder why they have to have that for taxes. That's the where it gets shady. Because you get the benefits of Social they, Security. Like, that's yeah, they, it's a double-edged sword. When I'm filing my 1040EZ, I don't have to put my Social I do have to put you my do. Social Security. You do. It's on everything. 
I don't know where I'm going with this. I just think it's weird that they ask for your social security number when you're doing your taxes. That's but that's your identifier. That's not, the funny. That's the point I was trying to make is number. is that everything they create and say, oh, this is not supposed to be used this way, ends up being mm -hmm. used this way. Where were we going with this? We were talking about oh, kitty. We were, we were talking about. Um, if you guys can't tell by now, we don't trust the government. Anybody's government. I don't trust fucking the Queen of England. I don't trust the fucking Prime Minister of Canada. I don't trust anybody who has a position of power, period. Whether it be your boss at work or the fucking the ruler of the shadow government who controls all the other governments. I love the concept of delegation. I think it shows maturity to be able to delegate something for people to... And so delegating things being done is how humans get done with things. The problem mm -hmm. is is if you delegate it and you have too complex of a structure, corruption happens. And I think America's oh, entire system of government is that. Yes, I pretty much. And so the idea is... I'm sorry I have to say this. No. I love democracy, but it was bound to be doomed because well, people are involved. It's like any form of human governance. You're going to have people doing things, and they mess stuff up. So it's like I'm a firm, firm believer in limited things. we got to keep it small or... Well, and this is inevitable, well, though. The way history works, you always get to this critical mass of things, don't you? Mm -hmm. I feel like, <clears throat> and so why? There's always some kind of like culmination of events. I feel like the social thoughts. anxiety that we're going through now is as a species, I think we're aware that we're going through a shift and it's causing us anxiety. I yeah. do. I think as a huge hive mind, so to speak, we're like, oh, every abstract, every construct of our lives is being challenged. Oh, yeah. And so we have nervousness. It's almost like we're in a big test. It feels weird, right? And like then, if there was a creator, if 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 there's a God who is kind of ultimately controlling the outcome of everything, or at least if, letting if, us. If that's the reason why the particles jump out of the potentiality wave and into solid reality, um, and and there's something, some kind of conscious being behind it all that's living in like the millionth dimension that we just can't even comprehend, it seems like it's testing us. And I think that's where religion comes in. Religion helps us have a set of rules so to speak so that we can get through the day and everybody has you mean like bumpers when you're bowling those bumpers that fold up and prevent exactly. you from going into the gutter everybody has a religion mm -hmm. everybody has a belief system whether you say you do or you don't you have a way of getting through the day you have yeah. something that you believe in and we all should have something otherwise what i guess what i'm trying to say is nihilism it might not be a good thing even nihilism is a way to get through the day because kind you, of? It is a, do they really get through the day though? Well, their negativity I, is a construct. Not be, the, all of the nihilists I've ever met, it's just like it's just constant turmoil for them. Yeah, but their turmoil is their order. Yeah, I guess that's true. That I is find, their state of order. Yeah, yeah their I don't state know where of I was order. Going with that, well, like. no, I just I've I've thought about this a lot <laughs> over the years because I've been thinking about why do humans have belief systems? Why do they have structures? And it's to it's how I you think get it's to the avoid day. nihilism. Yeah, nihilism, I need to read Because that's more about where that. it's like, nihilism is almost like you're floating through the empty void of space and infinity. And there's just, that's it. Well, it, it's just. Like life is just floating through the and empty it's just vastness a negation. of space. Well, because it just literally means that's nothing. What, yeah, nihilism is like the belief in there's just nothing. There's no structure to everything. It's all chaos. Well, and it's a negation the, it's, of it's all the things. It's happened to have happened. It's anti-existentialism. Pretty much, yeah. Like. That life is baseless, life is meaningless, but see, then And again, so it's just like, I think religion is to battle that feeling of nihilism that we... And I think we all have that. I think inherently, we're we all have this, like, understanding that we are on a tiny rock in, in an infinite space of nothingness. 
Well, and I feel like yes. Well, so nihilism I think to bat, I think we all have like an inclination to battle that a little bit because it is it causes anxiety. It really does. And you get an existential crisis when you really start to think about the fact that we're these teeny tiny organisms on a rock floating through space around a big giant ball of fucking fire <laughs> within a galaxy full of balls. Is it's I go on forever. But some member in our family but told infinity, us we're super special because we exist. So we're all yeah. craving that. We want to feel. We want to feel special in the huge universe. I feel like everybody that has ever existed ever wants to feel. Well, I think we are sacred. Special. I, I really do. I think too. we are special. Each one of us is so unique. I think yeah. all little creatures are special. We all have a yeah. purpose. We, it's it's again. It's like what I was saying. What Duncan Trussell was saying. I'm not a episode. nihilist. We're, it is fascinating that we're even in this moment. That we even exist this. and are not just blown. Like yeah. okay, another thing. Even if even if we're not the only life forms in the entire universe, we're still it's awesome. amazing that we've found this little chunk of real estate in the. Universe. Think about the math responsible for us to it. be lined up in particles having this conversation right now without blowing apart into exactly. a million different pieces. Yeah. It's think about think about the numbers. If break down that wave of potentiality again, think about the numbers, the probability that this is happening right now in this moment that you're listening to this podcast right here in this moment doing whatever the hell you're doing. It's the probability of it is so infinitely small that that's why it's amazing it is happening because it. And I think people should that be able to find wave. the joy in that existence, but also understand that it's not always going to be a good time because yeah, of the flawed nature of our world. Because I do believe the world is not perfect. I think it's an amazing existence that it even exists, but there's all sorts of things that are just slightly off, which makes me yeah. tend to believe more that there is a created aspect to the world because you have to have free will in order to have that. You have to have flaws. Well, it is, in, it is absolutely true that there is a universe. Exactly. It's full of energy. Exactly. And that's what creates the things. The energy pools together naturally. And that's what creates stars and planets and all these other things. And I'm not arrogant so enough there is to an say infinite, I know how that all works. There is an infinite empty space, but there was some kind of energy in that in, that infinite space that it, it likes the other energy that's out there, and it pools together, and that created stars and planets and stuff that we know. And, and then, us, and, eventually. And Somehow, out of all that, was we that were put set there. in motion, or did it just happen? That's, the, that's, that's where that's existentialism comes from. I think it would also drive you to insanity to sit and think about it all the time. Well, yeah, look at me. Uh, I think about it all the time. I do, too. Because I need to know. I have this need to, to know, know. what is there. And I don't need to know because I need to know if there's a god or a creator that put us here, if it's just chaos. There's a need to know because I'm just generally, I'm genuinely You're interested. You're curious about how we... How, I've always why. been genu genuinely interested because I know... The end result, which is universe, planets, galaxies, stars, and, and particles. Well, then we have entropy, too. We're all going to... Entropy, it's the fact stop. that it's going to all spread out eventually, too, and become just teeny tiny particles of energy, and maybe those will burn out into nothingness. Well, my, I, I, I watched yeah. this thing about, like, how um, essentially there will never be just complete nothingness because every, there's something that exists at all times. Well, then also they just came out I don't the know other if day that's that they think that black holes are just other things that have happened, other universes that have happened and have fallen in on themselves. Well, so maybe. it's perpetuating. It's, black holes are so complicated. I know. And amazing. And I'm just paraphrasing that. It's There's an article out there, guys. I'll maybe link it if I can find it. It was yeah. a very interesting way that they thought of it. I think that you're an existential journalist. Yeah. You're always asking the five W's. Who, what, when, where, why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I'm that's an existential my, explorer. Yeah, ex that's what I got my about. I got yeah. my miner's hat on. and. Well, and I want to shine light on backpack. things. And to not be scared of it. Humans are scared of the unknown, and then when it's explained, it might make them uncomfortable because it doesn't. It's not the way that yeah. they order their lives, and so then they have a violent reaction. Yeah. And I was watching a little ape the other day on um this TV show. He was he was a chimp, and I noticed with chimps because I've watched shows on them before when something upsets them, they react violently. 
And I feel like most of our actions as humans are, even if they're mental, scholarly, whatever, we react violently to something that challenges our existence. Mm -hmm. Well, there are theories that we might have evolved from chimps. Yeah, I don't know. I've thought a lot about evolution in my lifetime because we do have evolution happening right now. Mm -hmm. There's micro and macro. I think that inevitably that things evolve. But Energy I, evolves. But so. then also humans becoming coming solely out of chimps? I don't know. I don't think that I don't we know can either. explain that. Again, I don't know whether it's, it's all theories. And that's it's all hypothesis. Science is I hate it when people take theory as law. Like the law of thermodynamics yeah. can be proven over and over and over and over again. Doesn't even know deviation. we know how there's some but, things that are proven but we don't even know quite how it works, like gravity. I was just Nobody fucking that. knows how gravity Nobody. works and why it works, and but we we measure the end result, if and the end result know, is always constant. If we did know, the ISS would have gravity. Uh huh. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because we would just be able to make it in a laboratory and put it everywhere. Neil Stevenson in Seventies <laughs> talks about a torus, which is um, these rings that rotate, and it causes the same way that we do. Because you have you oh have yeah, heavy yeah, metals yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of a torus? And so I I feel like that there is. I, I think watched the Nova episode on that too. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> I read Neil. You watched but then that's artificial just, gravity. And I it's, find is it, it really artificial gravity? Quote or just unquote? gravity? It's just gravity. We created the or the environment for gravity to exist. You have the so heavy it's not metals, artificial gravity. You have the it's heavy just, metals and the magnets, and you have yeah. the, the whirling. There's a lot of whirling. I don't think you can create or destroy gravity. I think gravity is a result of something. Obviously, I think that's what Einstein was trying to say. Like gravity is the result of mass taking up space. Well, and that's like my because mind. apparently space is some kind of a blanket. I don't know. And my mind, my entire life, it's like this already passed my thing. understanding. We right just there. we flit through these ideas and we're connecting all the dots all the time because I'm always looking for patterns. Because I don't think any one thing is exists in a vacuum. I feel like a lot of stuff is interconnected all the time. Yeah. Like gravity, do you have to have gravity if you have this other thing, and if you have this other thing, and how do they work together? And if they don't work together, is it not going to happen? And yeah. How do you can? It's amazing well, that, we've gotten to the. That's point where the gotten. whole. Th I think the theory of like dark matter. Yeah. It's so complicated, Ooh, but what it is is like it's it's because quantum quantum mechanics kind of I think put this in motion because they're like they're like if if the observer effect causes the potentiality wave to turn into something solid, then that means the fact that we can even conceive infinite space as a thing out there that that all the mass is sitting in, then it has to be solid. So that's what dark matter is. We just don't know what it is yet. What is the the blanket of space that gravity is caused by, or, you know, well, mass Eastern, sitting on? Eastern Asian philosophers on it with the they, yin and they yang. Think you that, have to have positive and negative. They think that, the tr that that infinite space out there of nothingness is actually something. And we just don't understand what it is yet. We can't bottle it up. We it. can't quantify it. We can't put it into an equation. Why do some of us have this huge thirst to understand things and other ones of us just are content with just, you know, playing among us? It fucking hurts to think about the big things like that. That is true. I also think a lot of people it's that painful. think you, have, you do get a lot of anxiety and stuff about it. Yeah. But I don't want to quit thinking about things. I feel no, like that to either. me would be cell death. If I, think I quit about thinking lot, about stuff, I do too. It never stops. Sometimes and I would want my brain to turn off. I wish I could do that sometimes. Like, especially when it's 2 in the morning and I'd like to sleep because I have to take care of stuff. I feel like even sleep because you, you're going to inevitably dream whether you remember it or not. Not everybody dreams, though. Did you hear about... Did you, yeah, what's up with that? Have you heard that? about those studies? I dream. Like, what is a dream? Well, a dream is like your... Oh, God, we can go down a whole other No, we better not here. do that. That's but I a... want to because dreams are awesome. I feel like dreams are where you... I kind of understand a little bit about the concept of dreams. You're definitely not limited. A lot of... Some of us want dreams to be more than they are. Some of us think dreams are like premonitions and shit. And attribute fantasy to it. And I can't sit there and say I know that that's incorrect because I don't. Because maybe it is. I don't fucking know. I don't... I know the very basic concept of how a dream works. It's... Your brain is f firing so many random neurons that... Because 
the same thing we do with reality. We put it into a story, put it into a narrative. We're always narrative. And that's why we remember it as some kind of a narrative when it really isn't. It's supposedly these just random firings of neurons, your memory getting stored. Does it exist because it's a narrative? I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think about that with life right now. <laughs> like the story of my life up until this point, you know, the fourth dimension, as we yeah. talked about last week, it's a narrative and it makes sense. But is as it a narrative. a narrative or do we just impute a narrative? Well, I kind of think that's the whole point of that's books. That's where chaos theory comes in. Books and TV and all of it, it's all yeah. narratives and well, our brains create it. That's what we do. It. That's what we do. We put a reality into a narrative. Because we're writing that fourth dimensional line. Then why do we need religion? So, but so with TV's with stories, we have we're just really good at creating these stories because that's what our brain does all day long, every day. My brain is gonna hurt so much after this well, episode probably. because now it is connecting with. And we didn't have any blueberries either. I no, just had some coffee. I, what is, what's in the Folgers? What the I fuck? Don't, man? Well, I made homemade coconut creamer. Ooh, yummy! Um, from my coffee, but and like, that's that's nice. Man, we're at an hour and ten, and I I do want to keep going. So you guys are in for a little bit of a longer episode, maybe. I think that's because this to be is happening. cathartic to me. I love. Well, our podcast and like, for this, and I hope I don't know what people are gaining listening to it. I hope you're gaining something from this, other than just something to fill the void of time in your car on the way to work or something. Well, or just the whole idea of because I gain a lot from talking to the talking about this kind of stuff. It is a purge because it's going through my head all the time, I'm constantly thinking about existence. Do you feel like though, even with podcasts, I don't feel like I am verbalizing exactly what I'm thinking a lot. Yeah. Like I'll get these thoughts and I'll be like, oh, I want to get this out. Oh, all the but time. it doesn't come out exactly the way that I'm thinking it. It's so frustrating. All the time. It's so frustrating. But it's like, I think I'm constantly um, trying to hypothesize because it, I think I'm, I need some kind of direction maybe. Maybe that's why I always think about existential things because I'm seeking some kind of a direction. If I, maybe if I unlock the key to the puzzle. If but you I don't want to be I, told what If I direction. find that piece of the puzzle and it fits just right, then I get a direction. I get a I get a good, clear image of what's going on, and then I can move forward from there. But you also don't want to be told which direction to go in. I don't. And I maybe want... I'm scared of that, too, of, like, if I do find the answer. And also if, if I you, become the Einstein. Or if you pick the direction, that it's going to limit your ability to think about the other things. I get scared yeah, about that a lot. fear of missing out. It's the fear the of FOMO. missing out. It's the same thing when you're picking a fucking food item at a, at a restaurant. That has like Cracker Barrel where there's 3,000 fucking things on the menu. Oh, don't bring that place up. Why, are, that people, cheesecake why are people fascinated with Cracker Barrel? I have, I don't know. I'm probably not Because there's some, so much choice. Probably going to lose some friends over that one. But that place, <laughs> that place is not that good. I don't, maybe, I don't know. It's funny. They've done studies where like people will pick places with, multi, with more choices than the others. But then get anxious when they get all those choices. Because there's too many choices. But then end up going and choosing the same thing every time they go there. Oh, man, people are fascinating. They are because Cheesecake Factory, you're right. They I, I got to like find 3, that 000, study. 3,000 choices. Yeah, that, like their menu's huge. I got to find that study because there's like a, a peer-reviewed paper published. Do you order the same that. thing every time? Most of the time, yeah, because I feel like something I like. But I always get that anxiety of the other choices. I'm like, I want that. That sounds good. But I, I know what I'm about to pick is good. I already know going in there that I'm going to pick the same thing I picked last time. Because you it's know it's good. It's something very human about that. Well, you There's because you know you won't that. be disappointed because it will be you've had it before. Uh -huh. It brought you joy. It's that's a brain. But my thing. God, do I want to get out of my comfort zone and try and try the uh, the other thing. I like I want the I want the the roasted pastrami sandwich, but I already know that the uh, roast the prime rib sandwich is going to be better. I don't know. Yeah, like I always get chicken enchiladas at this one particular restaurant, but then the other day I just randomly got something different because I'm all, you know what? What if I'm not getting something awesome because I'm in a rut? Yeah. 
That makes sense. That's a weird thing to think about. That's a comfort. Just restaurants. But that's a brain. <laughs> Existentialism in, in menu items. I love it. Well, I'd like to know if people, <laughs> it, the, you know, whoever listens to us, do you guys do that? Like, Yeah, for real. Do you pick the... I want to know. Who, how do you guys decide what you eat at a restaurant? Do you try to choose something different every time? Do you always go for the same thing? Do you always think about choosing something different but still go for the same thing? I want to know because that's what I do. The excess of options at grocery stores give me stress too. Oh my god, I know. I don't like it. I know. I love the idea that we have all these options. But well, Amazon is combating that. That is true. They're learning the, what you buy more, most frequently. And, they and it's going to be curated already in your shopping cart. And when it knows, it's going to know. It's Seriously, it's going to know exactly when you shop. It's going to have your order ready. It's probably going to start ordering it for you. Because you get the same mm -hmm. Tide, and you, the Tide Pods. The only manual the input you have is like if that if any kind of deviation from that, you'll be able to go in and order that separately. Well, and the cool thing is is that there's – I like the idea that there is That's all convenient. the choice out there, but it is sort of overwhelming the sheer volume of choice now. Like you said, mm -hmm. when there's 300 items on a menu, you, oh. the waitress isn't even going to give you that long to look at the menu. No. Like you can't – And consumerism is insane right now because there's so many things to buy all the time. Well – and I like the There's so many things I want to buy right now. Oh my god, if I had a wish list, it would be a mile long. Mm, I'm a little bit more minimalist. I would like less things. I don't like, but that comes from taking care of things takes a lot of energy. And when yeah. I buy something, in the back of my mind, I know I'm going to have to take care of this, and that is going That's to true. take my time. Or have a place to put it. I need to get rid of a lot of things. And then I when need... you have children, there's a lot of things. Oh my god, yeah. There's so many things. My, my economics teacher, hopefully I said this before, maybe I didn't. My economics teacher had the best phrase I've ever heard in my life, and it's that you can't have everything. Where would you put it? It's so perfect in its simplicity. Where would you put it? And I don't want it. It would become a black hole because the mass would be so overwhelming it would overcome the gravitational force and it would suck light in because even the speed of light couldn't escape the force of that much mass. Black holes are confusing. They are. Well, and then you think head. about it, there's there's also <laughs> another aspect to this. Some humans, ha they derive an emotional attachment to items. Yeah. They, there's, a, there's a whole... There's a, yeah, I, you're like right. Like hoarders, they have a... I don't have that it's particular... It's not even just hoarders. Literally, everybody has a, a sentimental attachment to some one thing, at least. And I, well, and honestly, biochemically, I must be messed up, because I don't. Like, anything in this room, if it took a hike, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. Like, and if your house burned down right now, I you, don't, weren't, you weren't able to grab one single thing. I don't care. And you know why that is, though? I moved every nine months. Well, I would I would hope we would want to grab the laptop because it physically holds all of the podcasts. That's in the cloud. <laughs> that's I, true. That's the cloud now. I, I just, I've oh, learned, man. though, over the years of that not truly... Well, what about your body? Are you physically, like, emotionally attached to your body? What if that... I think we all have a little bit of... What if you became paralyzed? What if you became a quadriplegic tomorrow? Would you be a little I would sad? want someone to give me a huge dose of ketamine so I could check oh, out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Ooh, can we please go down that... Can that we go down that path, that conversational path? Oh, we were talking about this since earlier. We're, since we're on the subject of religion, religion. and... Yeah, we were talking about suicide earlier. Existentialism. Um, or what is it, putting ourselves to sleep. When are we not talking about existentialism? I feel I like every episode is about that right podcast. now. Even our earlier episodes mm. where we had themes, it's still... We talked down these rabbit holes. Yeah. I had to put an animal to sleep Friday that had been a part of my life for 20 years. And it was the single greatest experience. I know that sounds weird. I'm very, I was very sad, okay? Mm -hmm. Every day, like, it didn't even hit me till the next day when I walked out and she wasn't out there. This was a horse that had been a part of my life since I was, I just became an adult. And, but the experience, she's old. She was in pain. Her kidneys were filling. Think about being in that experience. It wasn't a good time. She couldn't tell me that, hey, my joints hurt today. But then the vet came, sedated her, 
injected her. She was dead in 15 seconds, guys. And I just got to thinking about there's no finer way to die than that. Her heart just stopped. There's there some was, dignity to that. There really was. Being and, able to die in a controlled manner where it's and because, euphoric. And, and because of religion, humans do not have that option or it's fought. There's some countries that do have assisted suicide options. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it should be called suicide when no. you are sick. It's euthanasia is what they're supposed I, I to call do. it. I think assisted euthanasia. That's what, it, that's what it was called on the ballot. I am not a position taker, but I'm going to take a position publicly on that one that I think being able to euthanize yourself and have some dignity when you die is awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like... How many people have died where they're just like, they had to fight through the death the whole time, try to fight to live, even though it's inevitably going to be a death, and it's just pain and misery the whole time, for well, and then, possibly even years. And you'll have people that fight that, and they'll be like, but the communists will kill you if you're not valuable to the collective, and I get that. That's that, nice. That's, that has happened, but I'm talking they're, about... They're going to do it anyway. Say that you <laughs> are say that you are um, an advanced stage cancer, okay, and it's colon cancer or something, where it's just excruciating pain. And terminal. You couldn't be alive unless you had this cocktail of drugs floating through you that medical science can put in there you're gonna die mm, anyways why not let the nurse give you an injection of morphine that stops your heart yeah. like why do you have to be your, your options are chemo or fight it naturally and die anyway isn't why don't the... they have a third option where it's like or you can just opt out now man isn't that the ultimate expression of free you will you sign the paper we well, put you in the thing and put the, and the needle from, in your arm and you're gone coming from a christian tradition they're like god's in charge of life that is what you know and the, he well, then god's an asshole and he makes us suffer before we die what well the and the thing is about? though is he gave us minds <laughs> Sorry. well no it's okay it's like he gave i think all humans have felt that at some point and he gave us minds and we came up with ways to mitigate things back to mitigation. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to suffer? Like yeah. when you don't have to, we if don't let our us, animals do if that. If he gave us the ability to invent a way to not suffer, why shouldn't we be able to take that? And I don't know, man. And you we're shouldn't talking about, these we're are talking about religion things. right now, man. Like, well, it is. And this, I think assisted youth, you sorry, I have to say space daddy is a fucking asshole yeah. and I'm sure he would agree. Well, and maybe, maybe it's tough it has love. To be it's this tough way love. It's cool. Will. I don't know. I and I don't want to think of the Lord. He's supposed to be benevolent. And I think I, why, Space and Daddy. He, I think I Space Daddy went to get a pack of cigarettes and, and never back. came back. <laughs> Ouch, Brady. Ow. That's the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really. That's the. He might come back in twenty version. years when we've grown up. And, oh, hey. Let's go get a beer. Let's go get okay. a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we went from euthanasia. You want to play a beer baseball, Space Dad? Daddy. Oh Dad, God. I haven't played. I haven't liked baseball since I was ten. I don't know how 10. to play catch because what the fuck, I never man? had and you. Yeah, I know you were never here to teach me. I throw like a oh, girl. Man, <laughs> if Space Daddy came back tomorrow, God, Jerry Springer would. God damn. The, we would if we could take God on Jerry Springer. But the paternity test has proven that he is alive. Oh my God. Maury. No, that's Maury. Maury. But if Maury. we took if we took Space Daddy or God or whatever, if we could take him on Jerry Springer. Every time you say that, that would be. Just so intense. Every time you say that, I think of Kurt Russell on the Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah. That Space Daddy was Space not Daddy. so nice. Oh, yeah, in I that forgot movie. they kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of did that. They kind of, but see, even he wasn't the creator. He was him. just a god. Yeah, it doesn't mean I don't love Space Daddy. He's just an asshole. Tough love, man. Uh, who hasn't thought in real life? Who hasn't thought like your parental figure at one point was an asshole? I think it's important. You have to do that to grow up. Mm -hmm. You have to see the fa okay. fallibility of your parents in order to mm -hmm. grow up and have an adult relationship with them. I, yeah, even God. Can't I love be my perfect. parents. God can't be perfect. I There's don't no know. There's no such thing as perfection. Maybe he is, and maybe he's because not what we think he is. you can't have perfection without imperfection. Well, in this so he has system, to fall somewhere on those in that wave, right? I don't know. I don't know, or is he outside this system? I don't know what the hell system. I'm talking about. Sorry, I don't either. We don't it's just fun to joke about Space Daddy. Space Daddy. 
because he never taught us how well, to Well, I like how he went from euthanasia to space daddy jokes. Yeah. Like, that was a... Well, he ain't paying his child support. Well, no. Space daddy, come on. What the fuck, man? We're down here in poverty. Not everybody He ain't paid is, your child though. support. He likes some kids better than others. Yeah. Why, why can't <laughs> the state find space daddy and make him pay his child support? They the can find everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. We want free college. You think Space Daddy has a Facebook? Um, and he we, kind of spies can, on us can through we, Facebook? I'm going to look right now and yeah. see if Space Daddy... Well, I know Space God Daddy. has a Twitter. <laughs> so, of course God has a fucking Twitter. Who the hell... Who is running the God Twitter page? I'm really serious. I would curious. like to... Uh, that's just fucking him. funny. And you, that's got to be fun to do that. Run them. Uh, well, I think Satan has one, too. Of course Satan has one. Oh, look at Who's Spacey. running the Satan's Twitter? Oh, that's, that's a, awesome. That's a band. Space Daddy is a band on oh, Facebook. Oh, God. I, I got to hear that. I'm looking that up later. <laughs> what does it mean? Is that on fucking Spotify? I don't know. Or Bandcamp. That probably on Bandcamp. Space Daddy. Band like, let me look here. Space Daddy band. Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, Lord. But this seriously, is... we were talking about euthanasia. We were. Oh, it's Space Daddy and the Galactic Go-Go's. Yeah. But really, guys, sometimes... Okay, death is inevitable. It is. That's... 100% for sure. Nobody's going to ever Your be able to overcome that. Your cells can only that. divide a limited amount of times. Yeah, we're all going to die. The universe is going to fucking die. Same Get thing. over it. But why can't we opt out if we want to? I'm not saying I'm going to go do that. Or that But if, if something happens and I'm going to be terminally ill, why do we even have to justify Here's the thing. Why do we even have to justify it? If I want out, I should be able to be out. I don't even have to have a reason. Isn't I shouldn't that, have to have a reason. Isn't that true freedom? I shouldn't have to go to fucking... Papa Orange Man and give my, and state my case for wanting to opt out. That's control over over other humans, and that's the thing. If we truly have free will, it's nobody else's business but ours. Now, obviously, yeah. we should have tools in place, and we should have for people that are in pain and kill themselves. As far as mental pain, I'm I feel dying. like there should be tools. Don't you're killing me over there? I'm gonna die. I'm I, sorry. No, go ahead, do it. I just love freedom of speech. You do because it gets it lets me say, say what these you want. kind of things like. Papa Orange Man. Papa Orange Man. <laughs> so we have Space Daddy and Papa Orange Man. Just, I just realized how awesome freedom of speech is. If your country doesn't have freedom of speech, we're I'm really sorry. sorry. And leave our freedom try of speech it. alone, people. It's a fucking drug, man. You warriors of justice. I can say anything I want on this microphone. You and can. Hopefully, I won't get. And we're well aware. Literally assassinated for we're it. We're well aware, people, that that just because we have free speech doesn't mean we have. Oh, freedom there's consequences. Of consequence. Yeah. If I sit here and start preaching about some kind of anti-Semitic stuff, that I might get assassinated. Well, or, you know what, if we started some sort of movement where people hurt themselves, we are responsible for that, whether we're oh, held responsible or yeah. not. Yeah, we get it. Anyway, back to Fire I just love how I could well, I could say things like, why, why should I have to go to Papa Orange Man and make you a shouldn't. case? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Your body is your own. If I said that in China, man, I'd be fucking dead. I think we would have already been dead in China. Oh, dude, episode one would have probably killed us. Yeah, because... How dare we talk about how to make our lives, like, better and more comfortable? Yeah, no, I think... that still goes back to the euthanasia thing. Do you think they're able... Would they ever be able to euthanize themselves in China, or do they have to work themselves to death? People euthanize themselves every day via suicide, and Mm -hmm. that's the thing. But God, is it dishonorable. You take the dishonorable route. You're so selfish. And that's like, you know what? so selfish. How dare you not work for the state? Well, I just don't understand, like, why couldn't we have a, a system where... You know what? I don't want people to end their lives because they're in mental anguish. That makes me sad. But it, that's about me. That's not about the person. Yeah. So, like, if you're sitting here with pain that is so bad that you are just either a vegetable, or how about Alzheimer's? What if you mm-hmm. wrote an advanced directive that if I lose my mind, I well, want to be you, you keep You keep making these really awesome points as to, you know, good cases for it. Again, 
shouldn't even have to have a case for it. I, it no, shouldn't I even be a reason or a rhyme to oh, it. That's it's true. Like, You're if I point. fucking want to be want to opt out, I should have that right. And I don't even know necessarily if you should even have to be a certain age okay, to but, do it. Because, like, talking, seriously, like... I think I'm talking about the cases because you can opt out right now, but you are no, you do not have the access countries, to... The, yeah. But you don't have the access to the, the ways that are not hurt. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right I mean, now, I don't know. To, you can kind of... I get. They say it's euphoric to drown. There's all these other you euphoric You can build a nitrogen You can sit in your garage with and get carbon monoxide poisoning, and supposedly that's not but too bad. But the least painful options we don't have access to because of right, the Right. The dignified options. The dignified options. And so that is the a conversation... The fact that you're making the decision in a, in a clear mental state, and yes. you go and you get a specific drug that makes it euphoric to do it. Why do I have to have a medical professional? But, you get, like, but that, the whole construct of what we're talking about is a permission slip. Yes, you have to Why have permission. Do we, have to have that? we technically don't have to have that permission slip. I think permission I think slips what we are really, part of the problem. I think what we strive for is a cultural understanding and a cultural agreement that we should be able to do it. Because as of now, there really isn't that. And it's, that is it's derived... Dishon it's dishonorable, it's frowned upon, however you want to look at it. It's derived from re Nobody religion, though, Brady. Yeah. All of those constructs that we have about suicide and euthanasia now are derived really, from religion, yes. If your son came up to you right now and said he wanted to commit suicide... I would not like, like it. Like, what's your mindset behind that? You know, that's the whole problem. One, you're like, 13, we're going to have... People are attached to us. I hope everybody has somebody attached to them who well, doesn't want you to do that. I have... I, well, and like my child being 13, you're developing in your mind still. I'm yeah. sure their their su youth suicide's a huge problem. We that's right again now. what I'm saying. But and I'm mainly no, talking about terminal like the, illness. The people who again, are the people who are attached to those people who want to opt out don't want them to do it. But and I, they're gonna but, fight for them not to do well, it. Probably even want, if they were terminally ill, how many how many times? That's not fair. Do we see though. somebody terminally ill and we put them in hospice on life support and try to prolong that as long as possible? That's we not, do that all the time. We've talked about fair, this before too. Though we d we're selfish. <laughs> that's the thing. We're selfish. It's if, about if, if I'm my, trying to keep someone alive that's suffering. It's about me. That's yeah, the animals that happens I, all the time. I can't say I'm different to it because like if my daughter right now became terminally ill, God, I would be heartbroken and crushed. I wouldn't want my child to suffer. I wouldn't want my child to suffer either, but at the same time, I would have to battle with that decision. Do I, would I allow her to be euthanized, pull the plug, or keep her alive as long as possible so I have that time with her to, to for me to accept her mortality? And see, I don't, I don't know. know. That, that would be the battle. The problem is there would be a battle in my mind about it. And why do I get that decision anyway? Well, if there is a God, shouldn't God choose? No. That's not free will. That's the problem. I have spent the last two decades farming, and so I've had to make decisions like that with animals. And it's mm -hmm. I, what has happened to me is I want less responsibility because mm -hmm. it hurts me every time I have to make that decision. Because one, I know it's the best for the creature because they don't have to suffer and they don't have a yeah. voice to tell me they're suffering. Exactly. I can just tell. At the same time, but it I have to authority. say goodbye to something that I care about. Yeah, having authority it gives you this sucks. authority on that timer. I don't like being a, in charge inevitability. Of we're gonna die inevitably, but it's like the timer. Okay, and also, we're going to die inevitably. Wouldn't a nicer death, a dignified death, a less painful death be better than lingering on and suffering? I would think so, yeah. I mainly There's am just a case talking for that about for sure. mental or terminal illness. Yeah. I, I think That's a we good need place to start, to start in terminal illness and then go from there. That's a really good place to start. I think it is too. When we're talking about self-euthanasia. Because obviously, like, that's one of the more... Like, but you have to, to have die. permission from the government. Nobody wants their family to die, but nobody wants their family to fucking suffer either. I don't want... Uh, except if it's like that Uncle Joe guy that we all hate. Does everybody has that one Uncle Joe or something that we all hate. <laughs> Not Uncle but Joe. But I don't think we I would like want him to Uncle suffer Joe. either. <laughs> I, like... I don't mean specifically. <laughs> Dang it, Brady. 
like, Uncle Joe, I don't you have an actual this? Uncle I Joe. I like you. I don't even have an Uncle Brady's Joe. Brady's not allowed to euthanize you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, <laughs> we need to call this the sorry, ice. Sorry, Uncle Joe. Sorry, be sorry. I, we need to call this the ice flow initiative. We need to start talking about when <laughs> our people, when people get to a certain point, like the Inuits, you go out on the ice flow. Because another thing, yeah. well, I that's almost selfish in its own way too, because they just didn't want to deal with the problem of an elderly person to no, feed. No, I don't want to be a burden to my family and anybody that gets older. You should think yep. about that because there's a lot of selfish older people that just oh, think you're yeah. supposed to just take you care of me, care. even though I Put made me bad life decisions. Pay for my home. And it's like, well, life is just hard. Yeah. I think it's just hard. I think yeah. that's why religion exists. I think that's why all of this exists is we're trying to make sense out of all of it and how to get that's through true, the day. Man. Ride the waves, Brady. That's true, man. I would like a surfboard that made decisions for me. I don't like. Oh, you mean like a self-driving Tesla? Yeah, I need the Tesla. Hey, but do, is there Elon, an autopilot for? Like, but no, we won't want autopilot. Could you make a self-driving surfboard? That's the beauty of life is we don't have an autopilot. Because we get to make choices. That's one of the most. That's why life is partly so fascinating is because we don't. We're not. Well, maybe we are. I don't, I don't fucking know. That's what we talked about last week. Are we on an autopilot? I don't We're know. just kind of riding the car and it's going wherever no, we No, because go. we have input. Sometimes it runs people over. <laughs> we have input because of quantum mechanics. You told me this. Like, yeah, it's not know. a fixed point Do until we? we put the input. Or is the observer control? I don't know, man. It's so big and vast. And I don't existence. think our brains can wrap it around it. And we keep so trying hard, to. But that's why we're starting the Church of Hypothesism. We are. Good segue. Good segue. Good segue. I have to pat myself on the back for that. We are developing um, the tenets of this yep. religion because it's needed in this time. Y- your reward for listening to an hour and a half of us ramble. Yes. About God only knows what. Yeah, we don't even remember at this <laughs> There's, point. Here's the thing. If you haven't noticed, there really isn't ever is a point to our episodes. We're not making any kind of conclusion. Nope. What we're doing is making an educated guess on the topics we're discussing. We're making a, hypo- a hypothesis about our existence. Yes. Or the little tiny pieces of the existence. Sometimes, and how they fit sometimes together. we do sometimes we are focused and we talk about one thing. <laughs> Sometimes we're all over the place, but mainly we're making hypotheses. Hypotheses. I love making words. Well, yeah, and it's a supposition or proposed mm-hmm. explanation made on the basis of limited ev- evidence as a starting point for further investigation. That is wow. Truly... That was wordy. Well, but it's true. I learned the easy definition of that, which is an educated guess. But it's, it's a good way to put limited it. evidence. Pretty much the entire yeah. existence of the universe, we have mm-hmm. limited evidence. It's based on what you know. Yes. A hypothesis is an, a, a, a guess that you make about something based on the information you have available at the time. It encourages study and research. And inquiry. Inquiry. We so like that inquiry. later on you can compare the results of your research to the hypothesis you made in the beginning. So our church is the antithesis to most religions. Exactly. So we are literally starting a church. I don't know if we're going to register it as like an actual church in reality. Of like the the government, I don't know if we can go to Papa Orange Man and 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 say this is what we're doing, but we're at least in the constructs of for fun. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna start a church called the Church of Hypothesism, where we encourage you to come up with your own conclusion based on the information you have available at the time. And belong question in, everything. And if you need a place to belong, it's which all humans do. If. Yeah, you get to come be a part of our group and ask all the what-ifs, and we'll mm-hmm. ask what-ifs right back. And I'm sure this exists already, but this we're doing our, it anyway. This is our group. We're doing it on the internet, We so can do you. what we want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we would love you all to join the Church of Hypothesism. Totally your decision, but we're going to tell you what we have to offer. Eventually. It's, we have a, to it's a welcoming group Yep. Who that encourages questioning everything, com- coming to... But we're not, we, I don't even want anyone to come to a conclusion. I want us to all continuously learn and grow together. And you'll never be judged for being comfortable where you're at. Nope. 
if you, you wanna... can believe whatever you want coming into this as long as you're willing to come and make a hypothesis. Yep. And come have fun. You can tell about we've only barely thought this out, but it's happening, and we're gonna we're gonna get everything kind of bolted together, and and we're gonna grow from here. Maybe some bailing, bailing twine, and some fucking duct tape. And... I've got bags of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we would love you all to join us because we're like I said earlier at the twenty minute mark or some shit that we're going to uh, work on platforms to for you to get involved in talking to us. Yep. We want to talk to you. We do. And we don't want to preach to you. That's not what this is about. No, this is our weekly address we just where we talk encourage. about what thoughts we've had during the week. Yeah. And, what's, and we want to know want what to your thoughts you. are because that'll change our thoughts and then we'll ask more questions yeah. and the hypothesis will keep we wanna, going. We want to guide people. We want to be there to hold your hand through your existential crisis because we all have it. And also we get really, really excited when we learn things. Yeah. And so bring on the learning. Give us information. I know some of y'all are experts and stuff. We're more jack of all trades kind of thing. We're, we're, we're generalists. We know a little bit about a lot of things. Yep, we're generalists. That's, and that's what it's okay. called. Because that, that, honestly, the best hypothesis, the best hypotheses come from a lack of knowledge. Yeah. And I would say, because then it gives you the bigger opportunity to learn. Brady and I just have inquisitive minds. Yes. But we also are not experts at any one thing. And if we haven't scared you all off by now. Stick with us. Stick with us. It's going to be big, you guys. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you all get to be a part of it. Whether you don't pay or you actually do pay, because we are going to have, uh, you know, it's right. going to be a bit of a paywall for certain things, but not in a not in a nefarious way. Oh my gosh! But some of those things—it's not like we're only going to hold the secrets of hypothesism at the nine hundred and twenty-two dollar mark. And the podcast will be forever. It's free, not like that, right? We've already yeah. discussed that. That'll but be we, forever. But we do need we some money to keep the lights on. We need more money. Got to keep the light. We got bills to pay, and we want to continue this, and we want to, you know, give to you guys. But obviously, it just requires a little bit of resources. So oh my gosh, guys! That's where you guys come in to help us a little bit, because we all know you can't monetize a podcast on, uh, you know, for, for for nothing. Orange man, bad fluff yeah. dollars. We can't just make a podcast and all of a sudden the money starts flowing in. Where does the money come from? It comes from your pockets. But I will say the merch that we're gonna have for the tears. Oh, it'll be worth it. It's just gonna be so. You great. have to. Here's the only thing that you have to hold on to faith about is that uh it's going to be awesome and it's going to be worth it that's the only one thing we ask you to believe in with total faith i kind of feel like that's <laughs> the perfect place to leave this it is, is. That it's going to be <laughs> absolutely awesome. all so, right have faith ladies and gentlemen this is going to be big and awesome and we promise we're going to make it uh even better for you guys as an experience as a whole not just you listening to us fucking ramble about crazy shit all day uh, no, even because... though apparently some of you like that because we're getting downloads, so that's awesome. Thank we, you very much hey, for anybody who downloads us. We love you guys. And you know what? Honestly, we're both just really excited yeah. to do this. And we're not here. in it for the money. We're in it to interact with you guys. Yeah. That's all, really. But the, I, it, the money makes that possible. Yeah, we have so, to make a living. I don't care about profits. I just need to pay the bills so we can keep doing this so that we can be able to interact with you guys. And uh, yeah, we're going to leave it there. We can totally leave it there. And you guys have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening. I encourage you all to jump on over to social media and find us. Uh, links will be in the description on the YouTube video. Otherwise, go I the show is at Twitter, and I think it's also go I the show at Instagram. And on Facebook, it's just I the show. Also, be sure to press like and subscribe if you're on our YouTube channel. We're also on iTunes, we're on, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. We're on Spotify, and most importantly, we're on Podbean. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next Sunday.